Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Genesis chapter 3, Genesis chapter 3, verses 6 and 7. Genesis chapter 3, verses 6 and 7. It says, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some of it and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they realized they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Today's uh, title of my message is Deliver Me From Me. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for today. Let your word, God, uh, bring clarity, God, for our lives and where we are. And God, I just pray that the Holy Spirit would just begin to work in every heart, every mind here today so that there would be transformation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Whether you believe it or not, you are your greatest obstacle in life. It's not your enemies. It's not the people that oppose you. It's not the people that have hurt you or the people that don't believe in you, the people that resist you. You are your worst and you are your greatest obstacle in this life. You know why? Because nobody can offend you unless you let them. Nobody can, nobody can stop you from being the you that you were designed to be unless you let them. Nobody can steal your joy unless you let them. You are your greatest obstacle. When you can get you in check, then you can thrive in life. Did you hear me? I said, when you can get you in check, you can thrive in life. The devil isn't even your greatest obstacle, folks. Because the only power that the enemy has is the power that you give him. John the Baptist said it best. He said, he must what? Increase, but I must what? Decrease. In in a home, in a family, he must increase, but I must what? Decrease. In a marriage, he must increase. Increase, but I must decrease. At school, if you're a student, he must increase, but I must. He must become more and I must become less. Why? Because the more empty you are of God, the more full you are of yourself. The more full you are of yourself, the more you are an obstacle to your own purpose. When the, look at what James 3, 16 says, for where envy and selfish ambition exists, there is disorder and every kind of evil. So when the world revolves around you, there is disorder and there is dysfunction in life. And this is why we see the world in the condition that it is today, because we are living in a world that encourages me first. Time magazine wrote in in an article in the past, it says Americans have decided the most important person in their lives is them. Self has been ingrained into society. You know that the word selfie was the word of the year in 2013 and it was added to the Oxford Dictionary. A 2015 study shows, some people are going to get offended this morning, just hang on tight, okay? A 2015 study showed that young women spent five hours a day taking selfies each week. 
My goodness. Five hours a day. Got nothing else to do with that time. Five hours a day. I went to, to a Mexican restaurant a few months ago, and this, this man was with his work, uh, work buddies. They all sat down at his buffet. They all got up and left because he was taking a beer selfie. It was just him with his beer. And I guess he couldn't get the angle right because he was like, like this, like this. And, and I'm telling you, he probably was there like 15 minutes. And I was just thinking to myself, man, this guy loves selfies more than he does food. There's something wrong with him. <laughs> I didn't know that men did that. I thought I was just the ladies. All right, let's move on. 21 to, uh, today, 1,000 selfies are posted to Instagram Every 10 seconds, over 24 billion selfies were uploaded to Google Photo alone last year. That's just a Google Photo alone. 24 billion selfies. Now, the world encourages perfect selfies because you got to put out your best self, right? So they got products for that. They, they, got, they, got, they got stuff for that. So if you need to take the perfect selfie, you got the pooch selfie. Check this out. You got the pooch selfie. Now, that's, that, that thing is there. You stick that on top of your phone. It's like a little tennis ball, I guess. That's going to help your dog keep focused looking straight at that phone. Because you don't want that, that dog looking to the right or to the left, up or down. You want that dog looking directly at the lens so you can have the perfect selfie with the pooch. Well, this one's for the ladies. For the ladies that need to take the perfect selfie, but you don't want to carry the selfie stick. Because that's old, man. That's old school. Right? That's so 2014. You got the selfie brush. Got the selfie brush now. Check that out. You can put your phone in the brush. And it serves two purposes. You can comb your hair. Make sure your your, your hair looks good. Right? And you could put your phone in. And that's, that's for you. Now, if I see a guy with a pink phone like that, I'm telling you, man, I'm going to hit you with a phone like that. All right. Let's see if you, you've seen this one. The Loom Me light case. Studio lighting in your pocket for those dark places. Because, you know, when that, that photo's dark, it looks grainy. You can't post it if it looks grainy. You, you can only put so many filters on that, but... you. But look at this girl. She looks so happy. She's, she's got studio lighting in her pocket. You know what else it does? It doubles as a book reader. When, when you're going to read your kids a story at home, you bring out the Lou Me light. And you teach your kids about selfies. And you read them the book, Good Night Selfie. This is a real book, Good Night Selfie. Good Night Selfie. You can get it on Amazon. Real book. Do you see how the world has gotten so much more focused on self? Now, you might be saying, well, you know, Pastor Man, I'm not into that. That's for the young people. I don't do all that. You know, for, for the men, they're like, man, I don't even have a camera on my phone. I'm old school and I'm not into all that. But, but let me tell you something. You are probably more selfish than you think. Now, I got a little something for everyone today, so if that wasn't you, don't worry, I'm coming to you. Now, let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, or chapter 2, actually, no, 2 Timothy chapter 3, 
1 through 2, it says, But understand this, in the last days, terrible times will come, for men will be lovers of what? Themselves. Men will be lovers of themselves. So the Bible is talking about a time, a time in life, which is where we are today, where self is celebrated, where self is loved, where self is worshipped. Now I know that we're supposed to love our neighbor as our what? Selves. But the Bible doesn't say anything about being in love with yourself. That's the, the world's mentality. So we live in a world that is full of selfish ambition. And this is what the Bible says in in, uh, Philippians. It says, in whatever you do, don't let selfishness or pride be your guide. Be humble and honor others more than yourselves. Don't be interested only in your own life, but care about the lives of others too. So why is God so against selfishness? Well, number one, the root of selfishness, the root of, of all sin is selfishness. Let me say that again. The root of all sin is selfishness. Now, when Adam and Eve fell in the garden, what happened at that very moment, once they disobeyed God, because they were following their own will instead of God's will. And the very minute that happened, now something happened in their lives. Now they, 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 it gave the birth to a sinful nature, a self nature in their lives, a me mentality, a me first mentality. And every person born after Adam and Eve was born with a me first mentality. Nobody had to cheat, teach you when you were a child how to lie. You just did it. Nobody had to teach you how to be selfish with your your toys when you were little because you said, that's mine. It came naturally. There is things that need to be taught to you to undo that way of thinking. We have to teach kids to be honest. We have to teach them how to share. Why? Because naturally inside, it is me first. You you ever bust your kids when they're little? They go and get cookies they're not supposed to, Right? They can have chocolate all over their lips. And you tell them, you know, were you eating cookies? Nope. I wasn't eating anything. They lie. It's natural. Because that is, that is the me first mentality. That is, that is, the, that is the, the nature of sin. And when you give your life to God, what God does is God gives you a new nature. He gives you his nature. But here's, here's the deal. You still have to deal with the influence of me first. Now, here's here's the thing. A person that is self-centered sins easily because all sin is based on self. So if if you, you find yourself always sinning. And always in engaging in things where you're always struggling in life. That's because you are so centered on yourself. Now Galatians chapter 5 says, we're, we're, just, we're not going to put the scripture. I'm going to read it, but we're going to have the point. Are you still with me? Amen. Who's offended already? Nobody. All right, good. All right, let's read. Galatians 5, 17. For your self-life, which is talking about the sinful nature, craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit and hinder him from living 
free within you. Verse 19, and what are the cravings of the self-life I'm returning, referring to? They are obvious. And here they go. They're going to be on the screen. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God, manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your own way. That's, that's for those that, that have road rage, okay? Hatred of those who get in your own way. Senseless arguments. How many have senseless fights? We all do, right? Resentment when others are favored. You get jealous. Temper tantrums. Not talking about toddlers. Even a man can have a mantrum, right? Temper tantrums. Angry quarrels. Only thinking of yourself. Being in love with your own opinions. That's when you like your own post on on Facebook. Like your own picture on Instagram. Being envious of the blessings of others. Murder. Uncontrolled addictions. Wild parties. And all other similar behavior. And then he goes on to say, Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for those things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God. Now, who is the Apostle Paul speaking to here? He's talking to believers. The Apostle Paul is talking to the the churches in Galatia and he's speaking to the issues that were happening at that time. He is not addressing things that that, that are happening in the world. He is talking about the things that believers were engaging in. Wow, believers, they do all this stuff. Well, you better believe it. Well, why? Because it's the self-nature at work. It's the me-first mentality. Now, Satan can't accomplish his life, or can't accomplish his plans in your life without selfishness. But God cannot accomplish his plans in your life with selfishness. And this is why Jesus says, if anyone wants to be become my follower, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Why? Because you cannot follow yourself and follow Jesus at the same time. See, if, if you want to follow Jesus, you have to get over yourself. You, you realize that? When you give your life to Christ, you're, you're supposed to get over yourself. And when you can't get over yourself and you're filled with this self-centered attitude and this and think the world revolves root around you, then you are more likely to live a life of struggle. Why? Because it's me first. Thing is, you can't get over yourself by yourself. You can't get over yourself by yourself. What do, what do I mean? The world has tried to improve themselves. There are more self-help books and, and, and personal development books out now more than ever before. you got self-help books for everything, whether it's, it's your self-esteem, whether it's, it's, it's the way that you look, whatever it is, whatever it is that you need, there's a self-help book out there now. But the world is starting with the wrong starting point. It doesn't, because change does not happen with you. Self is the wrong starting point to transformation. 
And you can try to improve self so much. And I believe it's okay. I'm not against uh, reading books to get better at something. Let me just say that because somebody's going to get offended here today. They're going to be like, well, they don't believe in, in personal development. I believe in personal development. You, you need to, to get better at things. But the motivation is what matters more. Okay? But you can read all these different books. You can be all over, you know, what's that dude? Motivational speaker. They walk on like burning coals, uh, Tony Robbins. You can, you can listen what Oprah has to say and this person and that person. But you can only improve self so much. Why? Because at the core, self is sinful. Jesus did not die so that you could improve yourself. Jesus died to replace yourself, to give you a new nature. So change has to begin with him. Now, let's go to talking about Adam and Eve. I'm, I'm almost done. I trimmed my notes down because my mom kept reiterating that it was hot today. I said, I'm going to trim the fat off this message, mom. And she didn't say, no, 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 it's okay. She said, okay. So so thank my mom after. We're almost done, okay? Are you with me? You still with me? All right. Nobody's fainting, right? Okay, let's, let's go. Let's move on. After Adam and Eve were tempted, the, the, the scripture that we read, opening text, the Bible says that after that moment, then their what? Their eyes were what? Opened. Then their eyes were opened. So what, what happened at that moment, Adam and Eve before the fall were God conscious. But the moment they fall into sin, they rebel against God. Now they are self conscious. Now they become self-aware and self-centered. So the less God-conscious you are, the more self-conscious you become. And this is why people, when they come to church, they cannot engage in worship even though the Spirit of God may be moving heavily. Why? Because they are more aware of themselves than they are the presence of God. So full of what's happening in your own life that you're oblivious to what God is doing at that moment. People can be dealing with issues in their life, but you're so concerned with self, so self-conscious that it's hard for you to engage and help somebody else because you're so Concerned with your own issues. Now the Bible says in the same verse, it says, then they realized they were what? Naked. So they sewed fig trees, fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Now we're going to end right there here. If the worship team can help me out, we're, we're going to get you out soon. So the Bible says they realized they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together, make coverings for themselves. So, so what's happening here? They, they were so consumed with covering their own nakedness because they were so consumed 
with self. When you are so consumed and self-conscious because you're not God-conscious, you are so worried about what other people think of you. So you have to live life through a filter to try to present your best and hide your worst so that you can have the approval of somebody else because the world needs to revolve around you so that you can feel better about yourself. Because the sin nature makes you feel guilty. It makes you feel full of shame. The sin nature makes you feel like you're never good enough. The sin nature makes you feel like you never can have enough. The sin nature is a defeated nature. The sin nature always needs you to push yourself out there to feel better about yourself. So when they covered themselves with leaves, they were living in self-preservation mode. And this is what happens when you're self-centered. Is you live your life in self-preservation mode. You, you try to control situations. You try to manipulate people. You manipulate relationships. Why? Because it's all about you. You try to get over on people. You lie. When people say something, you don't like it. You get offended. Why? It's all self-preservation. It's all a defense mechanism. Because you see that you don't have it all together. You see your nakedness. You see your shame. See, self-centeredness is rooted in fear. So fear drives selfishness. You hear that? Fear is what drives selfish. People don't want to just be selfish because they want to be selfish. But fear drives selfishness. So fear always needs more friends. Fear always needs more money. Fear always needs more likes and more followers. Fear always needs more accomplishments in life. Fear always needs the world to revolve around me. Why? Because I'm consumed with myself. And I realize my own shame in my own flaws. You might be thinking, wow, that's not me, Pastor. I'm, I'm, I'm coming to you. Don't worry. What about worry? You ever worry about things? Worry about your future? Worry about um, your finances? Worry about this thing. How am I going to get out of this? How am I going to do this? How am I, how's this going to work out? How's that? That's all a form of of fear. Worry is fear and it's all centered in self-centeredness. What about timid people? You, you, you got folks that are shy and they're timid. Do you know that that's a form of a fear of man? That's a fear of man. That's what it is. It's not a personality trait. It's a defense mechanism. When you are, when you are shy, you are timid. What happens is you are so full and conscious of yourself and your own shortcomings that you have to infuse yourself in every social interaction 
what happens is you're worried about how other, how other people are going to receive you. So you hold back on being who you really are. Self-centeredness and fear limits people's lives because they cannot be who God wants them to be. And when you're living in this self-preservation mode, what happens is it doesn't matter who you hurt. It doesn't matter if you disobey God because everything is resolved about making sure that you're okay. Because that's what fear does to you. But I got good news for you. I'm going to finish up right here. 1 John 4.18. There is no fear in what? In love. Perfect love. Who has perfect love? Jesus. Perfect love puts fear out of our hearts. People have fear when they are afraid of being punished. Now look at here. The man who is afraid does not have what? Does not have what? Perfect love. So to live in self-centeredness is to live in fear. But to live in fear is to live without a revelation of the love of God in your life. So the love of God is the answer to all selfishness. Right now we have a generation that is full of self-promotion. Because they're afraid, because they lack the love of God in their lives. We've got people in church that worry over everything, so they try to control over everything. We, we see it in families, we see it at home, we see it in kids. And everything has to revolve around making sure that you're okay. Because you need a revelation of God's love. You see, when, you, when, you, when you're full of the love of God and it's working in your life, you don't need to prove anything to anybody else. You don't need to get more approval. You don't need to live life through other people's eyes. You don't have to live life in fear. Why? Because perfect love casts out all fear. What God wants to do today is remove the fear out of people's lives because self-centeredness is costly. It's expensive. Not only does it hurt you, it hurts your family. And it hurts your destiny. God is saying, I want to drive out the fear so you can be free of the need to protect yourself and free of the need to impress other people. Stand with me today. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CWC Bay Area.